Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Let's go. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. I didn't see that coming. Woo! If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, A, thank you for participating. Make sure you light up the comment section. It's just Tyler and I tonight. Our buddy James is in Arizona at a bachelor party. He's golfing. He's probably doing all sorts of things uh, and having a lot of fun. So he is not here tonight. Um, you know, he's having the boys fun. So we are here this week to talk about tight ends. It's going to be probably a little bit shorter than episode than normal. Uh, you're used to getting us for an hour. Tight ends in Dynasty, yeah, the top 12 list outside of the top four or five guys is an interesting one, but we're going to talk about it as we go through. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, we're going to give you our guys outside of the top 12 that we're looking to uh, possibly acquire here in the offseason because it is officially offseason. The Super Bowl is coming up next week. We are taking next week off. Uh, I'll be in New Hampshire watching the Super Bowl with my brother-in-law and my buddy Everett. And then the other guys, I don't know what they're doing. Hey, I'll be with my brother-in-law who just came back from Ghana after eight years. It awesome. was awesome to see him. First time I've seen him in a long time. Today, he finally met my daughter for the first time. It's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. We're going to have uh, a big Super Bowl to get to get together. I had my mom's best friend. Uh, a shout out to her and her life. She passed on, uh, lost her battle with cancer. But she threw the best draft day. You remember when it was just on Saturday? Yep. Like that's the draft day party she would have. It was have, like Saturday and, and Sunday, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and she would have crock pots full of dip and just crock pots are she, underrated AF, she, by the way. That, our two crock pots were from her because she has so many and she just replenishes them. It's just like yeah. health on Fortnite. She just keeps getting more and more. So many options. And, and uh, if it, it almost feels like a tradition to me, draft draft night now to me is like that. And I feel like I got to do something big and Super Bowl as well. So that, that's what I, like to do I, got, I have to book my flights. It uh, looks like I'm going to be in Vegas for the draft. So very excited about that. I got to book some flights. Hotels already secured. So that's good. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. So hope hope to be at the draft at least Thursday, Friday is the plan. I've got the app that you need to get the access thing through the NFL. So I'm planning on that Saturday. Don't care. I remember last Saturday I was in New York and I yeah. literally hung my buddy's blinds for him because it was that boring. <laughs> hey, so, hey, and speaking of Las Vegas, they just got a new coach. Uh, yeah. Josh, Josh McDaniels goes in as head coach. Uh, Hunter Renfro I mean, about we, to get 2000 targets. Yes. <laughs> yes we, we, we talked about that a little bit last week's pod. So I'm not going to yep. dig real deep into that. And then we also had uh, another McDaniel, uh, Mike. Xavier McDaniel, the former uh, Seattle Supersonic. <laughs> oh, man. I miss those jerseys. No, uh, Mike McDaniel, the 49ers run game coordinator and I think assistant coach. The the guy who everybody seems to love because he's just down the earth, kind of a millennial per se. Yep. But he's going in with the Dolphins. Now, I made a trade. I traded to uh, to Bob Gilchrist, uh, a friend of the show. I gave uh, I gave up to and I got one twelve and Rashad Bateman. Now I'm rebuilding. I just want to build around receivers. Like I've got super, super got flex Trevor or Lawrence. non super flex. Oh, I like that. I've got I've got Trevor Lawrence and Herbert at quarterback. I'm just fine. Yeah. So 
for me, I need a receiver. It was fair. I get to go into 112. I can even pick up a rookie quarterback. But this, I feel like, boosts Tua's outlook, I'll say, a, a little better. What would you think? Because everywhere McDaniel's gone, he seems to be doing well with the quarterbacks. I mean, he had Kirk. And it, and it really goes back. I, I forgot who posted on Twitter, but it really go, dates back to when he first started coaching with McVay and all of them. And he, he succeeded with a lot of quarterbacks. So this could be good news for Tua. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think Tua, you know, when you compare like Tua and Kirk, it's their their games aren't like crazy different. I mean, they're both really accurate passers. Early in Kirk's career, like they were playing the safety valve with him and then kind of let him rip it. So I think if they can unlock Tua a little bit, like they've pretty much played it safe with Tua in the first two years. Like they haven't really uncorked the offense. I mean, we talked about Jalen Waddle, right? And and him only having like I can remember one slant that he took to the house, but he is so much more explosive than how they used him. So I think if they open up that offense, draft a running back, right? Draft a running yeah. back or sign a free agent running back. That's better than miles freaking Gaskin and Duke Johnson. Like Duke Johnson was a league winner down the stretch, which is gross, but like, that's what it was. So there's hope for that offense. You know, if they don't resign Mike Gesicki Hunter long season, we might talk about him a little bit later. Um, yeah. So a very interesting, I think it's a really good signing for the Dolphins to have McDaniel as their coach. And uh, if they unlock Tua, I think he's capable of much more than what he's been doing. Let's put it that way. I think he could have a Kirk Cousins type of ceiling um, because they're both accurate passers. He just, Tua doesn't throw it downfield actively enough because they they limited to him as more of a game manager role. And yeah. maybe it was because Flores didn't like him, like with the reports that came out and he wanted Watson and they're like, no, we're sticking with Tua. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited to see what Tua does under the new coaching staff for sure. Yeah, I, I, I like that take a lot. For me, my whole thing is running back. I mean, he he's a running game coordinator. San Francisco, we all know how the good their running game is. Whoever goes there for running back, if it's a free agent. if Jared it's... Dokes, just kidding. I mean, if it's if it's a Brees Hall or somebody like that, I mean, wheels up. But I'm honestly, I think it's going to be a a third rounder, maybe a second rounder, because yep. he's going to go back to that Shanahan style of we can take a low graded draft pick and, and make him into something and make him and make him yep. something. Also, they have Philip Lindsay there, who is a lot like Raheem Mostert. So you could see yeah. something like that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be that's going to be one of the situations to definitely watch because of that the the Miami offensive line was pretty trash and yeah. towards the end of the year they started to get better, but um you know they've got some free agency money to spend they've got a lot of draft picks so they could turn it around I mean they were I mean they they lost what seven straight and then won seven straight so it's like the tale yeah. of two halves for Miami Dolphins so I think there's a lot of potential there and um, obviously yeah. you know Parker's not going anywhere Will Fuller he's a free agent I mean. At this point, you got like, Waddle, yeah, Waddle. But you have Waddle to build up. around, yeah. So, it, yeah, it's going to be an interesting thing to see. Uh, before we move on to our tight end talk, I did want to get a shout out to our sponsor. This week, it's Fantasy Points Media Groups. Make sure you check out fantasypoints.com. It's got a great network of podcasts. So, not only the Dynasty Happy Hour, but there's other podcasts on there for pretty much any kind of style of uh, fantasy football that you're playing. And you can sign up for an early bird special for the 2022 season. Uh, so get in early. 90% of the um, subscribers that signed up last year made the playoffs in fantasy. Lots of awesome articles from a lot of really prominent writers in the industry. So make sure you check out fantasypoints.com today. I got one more thing. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell. 
head coach for the Vikings. Former Patriot. Uh, I I I loved that hire. I I the Harbaugh one was hard. Justin Jefferson's excited because for for what well, I mean, he's gonna get fed. For O'Connell. Oh. And for me, it's almost a mi- like up here. It's a mixed bag because there's a lot of people that wanted Harbaugh because they wanted to keep it's going with this team. Exactly. I mean, I I saw what he did with Michigan, and I was not happy with the offense that he put out. He's a defensive guy, and yeah. for me, the defense has pieces. But you have Hunter, who's hurt. For me, O'Connell gives a little rebuild feel. I do think Kirk is going to be on the move. I would not be shocked. O'Connell do- would work great with Kirk Cousins, though. I feel like yeah. those two would be really good. So either way, I think it's going to be just fine for the Vikings. I love the hire. Apparently, he smashed interviews, just nailed it, and he was awesome. And instantly yeah, he's, was he's the one guy. of those guys that like had a high Wonderlick score. The Patriots drafted yep. him as a backup, and then he was a college coach. And um, yeah, he's really come up the ranks. And he, I mean, he's not—he's like in his what early forties, so he's he's a younger guy too. He's thirty-five, I think, thirty-six. Really, he's very young. God, I feel old. And he, he, yeah, he he didn't coach college. He instantly went to. See, I thought he coached the college team. Maybe no. I get maybe I got him in uh, Dinglehopper from Arizona, Dingle, Kingsbury. Probably. Yeah, probably Kingsbury. probably get that uh, next up. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, he like you said, he's smart. He he to me, everybody's all worried that he didn't call plays. If you're around good coaching and you're smart, you soak that up. So I'm not really worried about yep. him not calling the plays over in in LA. I love the hire. I think it's great for all parties. And yeah, I, I think the Vikings made a great choice. Yeah. I mean, we saw what the Rams offense did with a guy like Cooper cup. You see get that same treatment for Justin Jefferson and it is wheels all the way up. Um, yeah. You know, Jefferson is the wide receiver one in dynasty. And this move just kind of like ensures that that's probably not going to change. And I don't care who's throwing the football there. He's that talented. It's like Deandre Hopkins when he was younger. It doesn't matter. Like give him any quarterback. He'll be just fine. He's that good. So, all right, let's get into these tight ends. Not literally. It's not that kind of podcast, Tyler. All right, so we're going over January's ADP from Dynasty League Football. And congrats to them. They just had a, they just got purchased. Big, big sale. So to Ryan and the crew um, that founded DLF, that's big news for them, um, which is really, really cool. Still going to stay the same from a site, but they got purchased, which is, uh, you know, the dream of anyone that runs a fantasy football site. If someone's going to come and be like, Hey, we want to give you X amount of dollars for your site. You're like, okay. (laughs) Um, so that's pretty awesome. Them joining another network. Uh, so overall number one, tight end one, no surprise here. It's Kyle's boy, 21 year old, caught a touchdown in the pro bowl today. Only had two on the season. So there's positive regression coming. Went over a thousand yards, second most all time in a rookie season, uh, outside of, uh, Mike Dicka. It's Kyle Pitts. He's the tight end one. He's got an an ADP of 11.33. So he is a round one startup pick um, at tight end and probably even more so in tight end premium leagues. He probably goes even earlier than that. Um, Top five, maybe even. Yeah, it is quite possible to have a a tight end that young, have a thousand yard season and is nothing but dripping touchdown upside. Um, Yeah, I think he's rightfully... The tight end one, I know I bag on Tyler for some, you know, some of the things about Kyle Pitts, and but he's a he's a going to be a very very good player for a very long time, um, and taking the spot of you know some guys that you know we're looking at three out of the top five guys are all age twenty eight or older. Kyle Pitts twenty one, that's a huge thing. So Tyler, I don't think there's much else to say here, yeah. for Kyle Pitts, but yeah, have at uh, it. yeah, and, and 
And Doug gives me a hard time because of a trade I made with Riley <laughs> in, in a league that we actually took the title. So trade or not, winning the title actually was our goal and we did it. So yep. it, I don't I don't think Kyle Pitts made a difference in that, but hey, it what what happened happened. So uh, yep. for, for me, Kyle Pitts, it's a slam dunk, 21 years old. He scored a touchdown in the Pro Bowl today. Well, who cares? But the best was he tweeted out, I finally scored a touchdown in America. Like, because <laughs> he scored his savage in London. So that that was a great, great tweet by him. He's going to score a ton more touchdowns. Atlanta's going to get help to kind of draw that, that number one coverage away from him. I still think he'll get it. But, man, say Ridley does come back. I doubt it. But they're going to yeah. draft somebody high or even sign a free agent. And that offense is going to be just fine. Kyle Pitts wheels up. Uh, honestly, what we saw this year is scratching the surface. And that's scary to say. Yep. And I, and I think Kyle Pitts from a from a sell buy hold. It's a hold because you can't buy him because the price is way too high. You're not going to sell him because there's no reason to. So it's a purely like, congrats, you hit. Keep Kyle Pitts on your roster for as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if, if you sell Kyle Pitts, I would like the next guy plus a first and another first. Like that's the price, and that's even. <laughs> I honestly would debate that trade. <laughs> yeah, I, I and and that gives us a good segue. The tight end two is Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, his ADP is twenty six point six seven, so you know fifteen spots lower than Kyle Pitts. To me, like looking at what happened in Baltimore this year, Andrews had a great season. He was the tight end one on the season. He had a great season. But when I look at what happened to Baltimore's running backs, you know, no Dobbins, no Edwards, they went to more of a pass-heavy option. You know, Rashad Bateman got involved here and there. Hollywood Brown was involved. Andrews took over games. Um, so for me, when Andrews is this high, we've seen some inconsistency in his game. But coming off of what he just did, my immediate reaction is to sell. I don't know how you feel, Tyler, but like – I know he's only 25 years old, but I think Baltimore's offense goes to more of a balanced, maybe even a run-heavy attack again next year, and that scares me a little bit because I don't think Andrews can put up these type of numbers again if that's the case. So for people who don't remember or are kind of newer listeners, uh, Mark Andrews is kind of my OG Kyle Pitts. I, yeah, I you loved Andrews, Andrews, especially getting him in his ADP. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we had the joke on the podcast when they drafted Hayden Hurst, that it's so nice. Baltimore drafted Hayden Hurst uh, successor in the third round in Mark Andrews, which was a hundred percent true. Yes. We loved Mark Andrews, all of us, but man, I think he was my most owned player his rookie year. Cause he's just such a good value. And I love the player at ADP last year, right before the season, he was 54. And right now he is 26. So he's almost doubled his ADP on DLF. Yeah, he has doubled it. And yeah, yeah in, in like six months. So yeah, Mark Andrews to me, I think is easily the number two. I I feel like they've got to do this. Like Andrews is the target. I think Bateman's going to be the main wide receiver target in years. And, uh, and Hollywood's going to become that deep threat Deshaun Jackson style type player, which yeah. I think he should be. So for me, Andrews being in the spot, hey, when you got Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator and he had Mike Vick back in the day, who's Mike Vick's favorite target? LG Crumpler. I was going to say LG Everybody, Crumpler. Yep. LG Crumpler dominated. He's Vick's favorite target. And Andrews is 
such such a better player than LG Crumpler. Oh, for sure. And and Crumpler was a pro bowler and I mean he's in the Falcons ring of honor. So Damn. for me, I like the spot for Andrews and I mean it's he was tight end six or seven at the beginning of the year. So it was quite the rise. Yeah, I like the spot too at the second spot. I just I just don't um I I just find it hard for him to repeat this type of performance. So that's why I've got him as a like, hey, sniff around. Maybe you can get one of these younger tight ends plus. Uh, I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah. Let's get into tight end three. Cause this one, this is where we start to get three tight ends in a row that are all over 28 years old. Now we know that these three tight ends, the first one being George Kittle, now maddening to own George Kittle this year. You saw him over a three-week stretch absolutely destroy leagues. And win, then for the next, weeks. and then for the, yeah. And then the next two weeks do absolutely nothing. And that's always been kind of outside of the 1500 yard year that George Kittle had a few years ago when he set the record for receiving yards at, for the tight end position at the time. Um, incredibly inconsistent, dinged up forever. We know that Trey Lance is probably going to be the quarterback next year. So we know that they may be a more, a more run heavy offense at tight end three ADP 38 overall. What are we doing with George Kittle? I'm selling. I agree. <laughs> I, I, I mean, <clears throat> he's so fun to watch, and and Kittle, he's oh, he's a he's a he's like a he reminds me of a more um athletic Gronk. Yeah, back in the day uh, when he would just throw people around, break tackles, like that's what made him fun to watch. Yeah, you you nailed it right there with the with the Gronk comparison because, mm-hmm. and and everybody's worry with Gronk was, hey, you can't play like that, like you're going to get hurt. Well, Kittle plays like that and he gets hurt constantly. Mm-hmm. And it happened to Gronk too. He's, he's going to be almost 29 at beginning of the year. For me at that price, I am okay with trading him. I mean, like you said, with Lance coming in, they're going to have Debo, Ayuk, and I would not shock me if they drafted a receiver or signed one during free agency. Cause guess what? You've got a rookie quarterback. Under Man, rookie contract, Johnson, bro. I like Juwan Johnson. <laughs> I, I and honestly, it's the same talk like with the whole Gabe Davis stuff. Like the draft capital, it matters at receiver for me. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna look at it and be like, "Well, we we need receiver. We need more help there." They're gonna draft somebody high, or they're gonna bring in somebody like Odo Beckham or or Michael Gallup. It would not shock me if they bring in somebody like that, like a an Allen Robinson. So for me, Kittle is a sell at that price. It's tough. And I mean, there's so many good young tight ends coming up. You could easily get one yep. of them plus plus. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm good with letting them go. Yep, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I think it's one of those. There's a fragile window for a player like George Kittle, and that that sell window is open now. Um, we don't know what next year is going to bring, so take advantage of it. Um, is what I would tell everyone. So let's go to our next tight end, who has been the tight end one for God a long time in Dynasty. He's now 32 years old, still a siphon for targets from arguably the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes. His ADP is 43 overall. Tight end four is Travis Kelsey. I think this has opened a fun window if you're a win-now team. You don't have to pay through the nose to get Travis Kelsey because everyone knows that he's probably got one, maybe two, good years left, right? Being 32 years old, a tight end in the league, like he could play till he's 35, but how long is he going to play at a high level? You know, we saw some of the dip this year, like he was still productive, 
but he wasn't as consistent as he was the year previous. So Kelsey, I think, is if you're a win now team, then you can kind of kick the tires and buy him at a at a at a nice price. Um, if you own him and you're not a win now team, you have to sell Travis Kelsey because again, like George Kittle, this could be one of those last windows that opens where you're still going to be able to get a decent return. What do you think, Tyler? No, I love that, and he's. I honestly probably would rather have Kelsey over Kittle because I think the, the consistency, the, the quarterback, yeah, the, <clears throat> that the target and the, share. And, and the injuries that Kittle has, I think Kelsey, if he does play, I think he could play till he's 38, but he's going to be like a, a Witten type player then. Short passes over the middle, no yak. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and right now you saw a little bit of wiggle still from Kelsey, which is good yeah. to see. I mean, he had in, a couple, he had a few long touchdowns this year still. Yep. So, yeah, but you can, you can, to your own, to the naked eye, you can tell Kelsey's, he, he's getting there. He, he's aging. And for me, there's like, you keep going on the list. There's a lot of tight ends I'd rather have. And if I'm going in a startup, uh, I mean, if I don't get Pitts or Andrews, I'm passing on, on a bunch of these guys and just mm-hmm. going cheap, younger tight ends. So for me, Kelsey's a, a good sell. You can get a younger receiver. If you're rebuilding in a first there, there's plenty of options. And like you said, do it now before the window closes, because once that window closes, you are not, he he's pretty much stuck on your team. Cause you're he's not like going to get that asset at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then the last of those three is 29 year old Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. He's the tight end five, obviously an injury riddled season. He started off the season red hot and everyone was like, I'm so glad I have Darren Waller. And then he got injured and the usage wasn't the same. We saw the rise of Hunter Renfro siphoning a ton of targets. We saw Zay Jones get targets, not Brian Edwards though, whatever. Um, but Darren Waller, the reason I'm excited about Waller again is not only because he has a great athletic profile, he's shown that he can have a 100-catch season in the past. We talked about Josh McDaniel earlier. Like, yes, he's going to love Hunter Renfro. Um, but last time I checked, Josh McDaniel's offenses are usually, oh, yeah, tight end. So I love this for Darren Waller. I actually think that Waller is more of a a, a buy than Kelsey is for Now teams. And I'm going to give you a fun trade that I had uh, just maybe, what was that, about a month ago? I traded Travis Kelsey and Christian Kirk for Darren Waller and DeAndre Hopkins. Because I was like, well, I think Waller is still a good asset. And Hopkins, I think, is still really good. Um, So I thought I get a little bit younger at the tight end position. I get a little bit more talented at wide receiver. Love that deal. Um, So I'm really looking forward to Waller this year with a Josh McDaniels-led offense. And Derek Carr, they have a proven rapport together. So I think Waller has become a little bit of a value. Um, because people are going to remember like, oh, he was injured and he didn't have a great season for me. So I think there is a discount there that can be had. What do you think, Tyler? I I mean, I, I posted a tweet earlier today that it's enjoyable to have podcast hosts that disagree, but I got to completely echo what you said. Waller is a, a huge buy. And at 56, when he was probably in the 30s last year, that's, oh, easily. Quite, that's quite the dip. And for a guy, like you said, with McDaniels, Waller just seems like a smash buy. That that whole offense could look differently, and we could be being like, this looks nothing like what we saw with Gruden. So, yeah, it, Waller, I love that. I mean, he's paid. He should, he should get plenty of targets. Yeah, give yep. me all the Waller. Yep. So now we revert back to some of the young bucks in the league. At 61st overall ADP, five slots behind Darren Waller, I, our tight end six is our guy. It's Hawk, TJ Hawkinson, who from a target share standpoint, 
and just volume was really killing it this year. He was a top five tight end for most of the season. Then he got hurt. Um, but I think Hawkinson, we love Hawkinson. We always had to me. He, he reminds me of um, like that George Kittle, not quite as athletic, but in that offense, it runs through DeAndre Swift and it runs through TJ Hawkinson. It doesn't run through Amon Ross St. Brown yet anyway. So I want the the best pass catcher on that offense. So Hawkinson, again, we talk about like there's a little bit of a discount there because Hawkinson was the hot name in the streets going into the season. And I think that's cooled off a little bit too. Yeah, uh, I got his ADP for October. It was 40. And right now it yeah, is 61. 61. So he he definitely peaked in October when he was a hot asset. I think the whole argument is Amon Ross St. Brown or is a Hawkinson. And yeah. honestly... Everything in this offense seems to be running in the middle. So the issue is, is it Swift? Is it Amonor St. Brown? Is it Hawkinson? All three of them really haven't been healthy at the same time. So we haven't seen that. So from there, there's a huge issue because I love all you guys know. I love Swift. I love Amonor St. Brown. I love Hawkinson. So for me, it's, it's a, it's a troubling thing because I want all of them to succeed, but I know math and targets, they all can't succeed. So something has to give. Yeah. And in my opinion, I fear it's Hawkinson and I, I love the ADP, but if I can get top five value at tight end, I think I'd, I think I'd trade him. Yeah. I mean, for me, the, the worry of Amon Ross St. Brown. And I do think Swift keeps getting fed targets because he is their most, most dynamic player on offense. Swift is their offense. Oh, absolutely. I think. And they're going to get somebody else on the outside. So somebody, something's got to give. And on, honestly, with Hawkinson being injured at the end of the season, their success at the end of the season with Amon Ross St. Brown, I think that's going to kind of give Dan Campbell a light bulb effect and be like, hey, this offense works. Maybe we should see if it keeps working. And Hawkinson can kind of get left at third in targets instead of first or second. So if I can get really good value for Hawkinson. I think I would sell. Yeah, I think that's completely fair. So our next tight end is tight end seven. Uh, so we went from ADP of 61 to Hawkinson all the way down to 82. So a significant drop here, but we've got three players right in the same ballpark when it comes to ADP. So tight end seven is rookie tight end out of Pittsburgh, Pat Fryermuth. We all know big Ben retired, which is probably good for that whole Pittsburgh offense. <clears throat> Cause he was so, so bad. I, uh, so it was so funny. Bad. My wife and I were watching deal or no deal. And there's a huge Steelers fan, and it was when the Pittsburgh Steelers won the Super Bowl. They brought on Big Ben as a guest appearance, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like, it was <laughs> it was crazy to see how young he looked. But yep. yeah, uh, for me, it, it's just what does this offense look like? What do you think? I mean, they say they're they're okay to go with Mason Rudolph. I don't think that's accurate. I think they'll bring in a veteran quarterback, whether it's a Jameis Winston, they trade for Garoppolo. They'll do something because it's the Steelers. They can't do a Mason Rudolph. Like the, the fans will there's no way tilt, they'll tilt off the face of the earth. Their fans expect better than that. Um, so they'll do something at maybe they draft a quarterback and bring in a veteran, they take that route. Um, completely possible. I mean, hey, pick it. Like he's a pit guy, right? Like Maybe they trade up and I mean, they do and they go that route. I don't know. The the thought was Malik Willis, but with he, him in the senior bowl this week, that's out of question. Like Malik Willis is a top twelve. He's, pick, yeah, I he's gonna now. yeah, he's gonna get picked before they even yeah. get close. Atlanta. 
there you go. I, but I like Fryermuth from a talent standpoint. I, you know, one of the things that I said in last year's pods is like the leagues where Kyle Pitts in auction leagues, he's going for $600. I was getting Fryermuth for $60. I was getting him at the 10th of a price in leagues. And Kyle Pitts, yeah, he's the tight end one. But when you talk about value, Fryermuth's the tight end seven. And I got him for a 10th of the price. So yeah. I'm happy with that. Like super happy that I kind of like didn't chase after Pitts in some leagues. And I own a ton of Pat Fryermuth because I was confident that his ability, the way that Pittsburgh uses their tight ends. Now I know he had a lot of touchdowns. He had eight, which I think was the second most uh, at the tight end position this year, but I see the potential for him to do even more. Yeah. He's, he's a very athletic person. Uh, September 21st, I, I made a couple trades and, and we're in pigs two together. Mm-hmm. I actually had him as kind of a throw in. I was like, Hey, you know, beautiful throw in Pat Fryermuth, and his ADP during that time was 151. Yeah. So right now we're looking at 82. So the these young tight ends that are drafted like that, go get them. Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us on to our next tight end. Just a few spots behind him in ADP at 85.17. Our tight end eight is Dallas Goddard, the ripe old age of 27, finally had the stage to himself after they traded Zach Ertz. And he looked like he could be a tight end one in this league for sure. Like Jalen Hurts, Likes Dallas Goddard. We saw explosive plays from Goddard. We saw multiple touchdown games from Goddard. Um, you know, he, with a passer like Hertz, Goddard was definitely the safety valve uh, in that offense. And he looked the part. So I think this is pretty spot on where Dallas Goddard should be. What do you think, Tyler? I'm, I'm buying. Like, for me, I'd rather have Dallas Goddard over, I mean, he'd be there with Hawkinson for me. Okay. I think he he's young enough. He still got. I mean, he came a lot in of tread older. On the tires. He he came in older though. So for yeah. me, the age isn't really what I'm looking at with him. I love his his outlook. He got paid. He got paid this season. So yeah. for me, he he's the long term go to guy. He's the he's the the kind of Kelsey in this offense, and he and he kind of plays a lot like Kelsey. He's smooth. He's yep. big, but man, he he can move around like a, a smaller guy. So for me, Dallas Goddard, <clears throat> he might be my favorite tight end out of this whole group at that price. I I love that price for Dallas Goddard. So I'm I'm buying Dallas Goddard. And honestly, I should look to go do that in a lot of leagues yeah. with that price. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad price at all. I could definitely see by this time next year, Dallas Goddard being closer to the top five. Um, than where he is now. I think I'd rather sure. have me. I think I'd rather have him if I if if I had to pick, not no values tied to him or anything. Dallas Goddard over Kittle for me. Yeah, I think like that's no fair. no trade value if it wasn't like oh I can get Kittle and then I can get Goddard plus like I just had to pick. I think I'd rather just have Goddard. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. Kittle's maddening to own. I have him in a few yeah. tight end premium leagues. I have him in pigs too. And like, yeah, it's great when he booms, but man, those next weeks of like one catch, nine yards, just, you want to pull your freaking hair out. Um, See, so yeah, I don't want to go too far out. So our next tight end, this one, this one was puzzling to me. I know that he's he's got a great athletic profile. Draft capital's good. He's only four spots behind Dallas Goddard. Uh, it's Noah Fant, twenty four years old. I think we all see the potential of Fant, but like, that's the issue. Well, yeah, and the fact that they, even with Fant healthy, they were using Albert Okuwebunam quite a bit as well. So I don't think they're completely sold on Noah Fant either, which at tight end nine, to me, like if I I think it's a sell for me at that point. There's other tight ends behind him that I would much rather have. Yeah, at his ADP, 
it's not so bad. But when you look at the people around him, that's mm-hmm. when you're kind of like, oh, okay. And I feel like this price has Aaron Rodgers baked into it. Like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers lands there. Or, or any good quarterback. <laughs> if, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like a Russ Wilson or or even a rookie. I mean, they Garoppolo could be the get. Yeah. Like Malik Willis at, at Denver. That's that's actually an option. I mean, mm-hmm. they passed on Josh Allen, who's a big arm quarterback, to get Bradley Chubb. Don't forget about that, people. All yeah. Denver fans. They passed on Josh Allen when they loved him. To get a pass rusher thinking that would be the the answer. He could have thrown the ball over the mountains there too, which would have been amazing. Yeah, the air would have just taken it. I mean, there's... <laughs> Jerry Judy, 150-yard touchdown. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and that's the thing. Like, all of our Denver looks are like, oh, they're getting Rodgers. Uh, yeah. I mean, they got the Haskett. Isn't that his name? Haskett? Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett? Hackett. Haskett. Haskins and Hank Hackett. Ba- okay. Hank Basket? What? Hank Basket. Oh, there's a... We're, we're moved on from Eagles. Yeah, for me, Noah fan, I feel like that price is baked in. And man, remember the days when we were arguing between TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant? Like, yeah, that's a pretty like big gap now. Ago. Yeah, that I mean, the people still love that Noah Fant athletic profile. And I mean, you talk to Cecil Lammy, they they like him as a player, but he needs to learn more nuanced of the the NFL game to to be a little better. Noah Fant. Uh, I mean, in, in a tight end premium in this draft, what would you give for Noah Fant? What would I give in tight? I'd probably give a. I mean, to be honest, tight end premium. I wouldn't give more than a second. I I, I, I feel like a mid, I feel like a mid second seems okay. Thinking thinking about this draft, if it was like a super flex tight end premium, I think two hundred two would be my sweet spot. For me, it would and be mid second. Cause it's like a gulp. Like I'm hoping I'm getting something. I mean, I'd rather have Fant than Chris Olave. And that's kind of the, the land, the area Chris Olave is going mm-hmm. heads up. Everybody not a fan. So <laughs> that fair, that's a little outlook for a rookie talk, but yeah, he's interesting. And at 24 years old, there's still, there's still some upside there. Yeah. We've seen him make some great plays. It's just that again, it's the, the inconsistency that I mean, and, and the, at this point, a lot of tight ends are inconsistent. So it's not like there's a ton yeah. of consistent options to begin with. But one of the more consistent options this year, coming in at 99th overall in ADP, the tight end 10, he's a free agent. So he's the first guy on this list that is a free agent this year. Dalton Schultz for the last two years has been Dallas's tight end one, and Dak Prescott's real go to, to be honest. Uh, Schultz had some awesome games this year. I think he finishes the tight end five. Uh, maybe the tight end six this season. Still only 25 years old. He, I don't think he's going to resign with Dallas because they're not going to be able to afford him. Because Dalton Schultz, yeah. Dalton Schultz is going to get paid. So a lot of this is where does he land? What quarterback is he attached to? Um, so there's a lot of this value could go down or up. I mean, that's just what it is when you're a free agent tight end. Um, but if you have Dalton Schultz on your rosters, you probably picked him up for nothing because he was just an afterthought because it was Blake Jarwin. And then Schultz last year comes out of nowhere and is super solid. So it, do you think it's time to cash that chip or do you want to wait and see where he lands in free agency and like roll the dice a little bit? Well, September of 2021 ADP of 236. Yeah. He was free. <laughs> he was absolutely free. Now he's nine, nine. Now players like that, you, 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 trade like that Your logan thomas's like what do you would you call it last week uh players that you you pick up and you are you're playing you're with ha- you're playing with house money 
playing with house money. There it is. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing with Dalton Schultz. If you can, like right now, if I were picking, I'd rather have Dalton Schultz than Noah Fant. But when it comes to perceptive value, for me, give me Schultz. Like, give me, give me Fant because I feel like he holds. No, hold on. I'm saying this wrong. Give me Schultz because of the year he had. But yep. I I think after this season, I, I think that Schultz is going to kind of go back down to the norm. He's a great player, but I don't think he's an outstanding player. He no, he's a, he's a of, solid player. Yeah, he, he was more. He's not a difference he maker. Out of necessity instead of they, they needed to get the offense going around. I mean, he's him. also, he was also surrounded by a lot of talent. So like, you know, when you have Amari Cooper and CD lamb and, you know, Gallup and Pollard and Zeke, like, yeah, he's not the focal point of the offense. So chances are, he's going to get more looks. Yeah. And, and also his, his draft stock wasn't that bad. I mean, he was drafted because they missed out on Dallas Goddard. And let's not forget about that draft. They took yep. Schultz later on in that draft. Philadelphia Maybe traded that. up right in front of their faces. Now took they move some pieces and not sign Gallup and maybe cut Mari Cooper and re-sign Schultz. They could. There's moves they can make yeah, be because they don't like Cooper. I think is a six million dead cap if they were to cut him. So there's a chance Schultz could end up on the Cowboys, and if he is and he re-signs, I think this is perfect. This is right yeah. where he belongs. But if he moves, personally, I think you should cash out. Get yep. that hype going. Like we have Mike in the chat saying Chargers, man, the hype for that would be insane. So I would cash out. Give me a first for Dalton Schultz. And like you said, you're playing on house money. That's free money right there. Yep. Um, yeah. Trust me. Out of anyone that's that's picked up the Darren Wallers and Logan Thomases of the world for absolutely free and then flipped them for a, a mint. Yeah. Trust me. I, I totally behind that move. Let's go to our tight end 11. Just a couple spots behind Dalton Schultz at the 101.83. It's my guy and Tim Keller's guy, 25-year-old Dawson Knox, finally had the breakout season, eight touchdowns on the season. He's tied to Josh Allen. Um, I, you know, I was on Dawson Knox, not because of his college tape, because there was none. Literally watching him at the Combine, I watched him, and he reminded me of George Kittle. Now, he's not quite as athletic, but he's pretty close. And the way that Buffalo uses him, like he's a red zone threat, he can stretch the field. Um, he's grown as a player. He's much better in the blocking game. They trust him now. They don't have a secondary tight end that can take targets away from him. Sorry, Tommy Sweeney, my kid. Um, but Dawson Knox to me, I think this is a really good spot for him. And I think if he has another year, like he did last year, which I can completely see because Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Cole Beasley's 32 years old. Like obviously Gabe Davis is on the rise, but I don't think Dawson Knox is going anywhere. So I think he's going to see a consistent target volume. Um, so I love Dawson Knox in this spot. I would actually prefer Dawson Knox over Noah Fant and Dalton Schultz. That that's pretty crazy to me. The touchdowns, do mm -hmm. they stick? Yeah. Are they are they a sticky stat for this? I mean, he had I think nine, maybe eight or nine. Season. Yeah. So that's the thing. Yardage was around five hundred. Not nothing to hoot and holler about, but. If Emmanuel Sanders is gone, you could look at a little more target. He has uh, Josh Allen's trust, especially in the red zone. Yep. They look at each other. And, you know, they got a good connection. It could be there, but if he's a touchdown dependent tight end, I think I would sell. And I, his price right now is probably a second. So uh, I did sell Dawson Knox just tonight, actually. So I own, So my most owned player in MFL is Dawson Knox. I have him in, I think, eight of 11 leagues or 
So team owner comes out to me, says, Hey, I'm looking for a tight end. I have Hawkinson, Fryermuth, Knox. And I was, he's like, I can, he's like, I'll give you Adam Thielen, which is a good depth piece for at least a year or two. My team is competing and it's super young. I'm in that great window of like all like second and third year players next year, which is awesome. Um, so he's like, I'll give you Adam Thielen in 70 bucks. It's an auction league. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. I still have tight ends. Like Gerald Everett is like my tight end three. Like I'm, I'm good at tight end. So I pulled the trigger on that. And part of it was like, do I love Dawson Knox? Yes. But there's always that tug at the heartstrings when you're like, do I have too much of this player? And should I diversify just a little bit, just in case we've all had that right. I know you've gone through that Tyler. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of it was with Swift. I mean, I had like almost 80% share. If you're too heavy and then it doesn't work out, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, Swift Swift was high ranked, but for me, it was more. Yeah. I have enough to get out and diversify my bonds. As Wu-Tang Financial will tell you. As Wu-Tang Financial always tells you. you I paid a third in most leagues for Dawson Knox, like a mid to late third. So to flip it and get Thielen, who's going to be my wide receiver, probably four, which is a great bye week fill in. And if there's injuries. And to get seventy dollars in rookie money, like I was like, all right, that's that seems good. I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I I don't mind it at all. Uh, yeah, like I said, I I feel like I'd be out on on Knox just in case he's a, t- yeah. a touchdown dependent type player because I feel like mm-hmm. below in the next couple tight ends we have some major upside. Oh, for sure. And there's a lot of like we're gonna talk about a bunch of players that we really like outside of the top twelve here and the twelfth. Tight end is Mike Gasicki, the second free agent on this list. He is tight end 12, ADP of 112.83. Now, we all know that Mike Gasicki is an absolute athletic freak. We know that Mike Gasicki can have really big games. I'm excited for Mike Gasicki to get out of Miami and go into an offense where he can be the second or third target instead of like the third or fourth where he's kind if of he goes with to Carolina. Miami. They don't use a tight end, though. Yeah, we'll see. Ian Thomas, RIP. Um, but I think Mike Kosicki is going to be really interesting to see where he goes this season. I think at tight end 12, I think there's a couple guys behind him that I feel like I could get a lot cheaper that I would probably go with outside of Gesicki. How do you, what do you feel about Gesicki, Tyler? Where are you at with him? I mean, at 112, if say it is a tight end premium, that I love that value. Like you said, there's weeks where it's a one catch, even zero. Yeah, zero he had a bagel. But for me, with McDaniel coming in, I I like it. You saw what he did with Kittle. He could look at the same thing. He got, he's got an athletic side end. They could bring him back. They got plenty of cap room. Yeah. So for me, if he is in Miami again, I would not be shocked if they use him kind of like a Kittle. The only issue is you can't because Gasecki hates blocking, and Kittle is a phenomenal blocker. Oh, yeah. Kittle's just nasty. Yeah. So, so Gasecki, to me, it, it all depends on how they scheme him up he could have a monster year, but he's always around that 700 yard, 70 catch range. And it all bulks into like six games. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up the top 12 at the tight end position. And I'm going to let you go first, Tyler. I think you know who my guys are here, but as we look through the top, I don't know, 45 tight ends that are listed on DLF, give me some of the guys that you are going to try and acquire this off season, because you see, uh, either a jump in value or if it's a player that you just really, really like and you want on your squads. So this is very simple to me. Irv Smith Jr. is a massive buy. He didn't tear an ACL. It was a meniscus. So yep. for me, it was more of a, okay, let's just keep him out this year. We've got Tyler Conklin, who is also going to be a, a free agent. So that 
could easily be open. Tyler Conklin could get re-signed. I don't think he's going to be crazy cheap. Uh, for, for me, Irv Smith is a smash. He's super young. And that offense, like we, I get we saw Tyler Higby kind of go off and on. But if O'Connell runs the same offense, Higby was kind of there. Hey, we need we need to sneak by this this team because they're going to key in on Cup. They're going to key on key in on a bunch of other players, and they're going to have one on one with Higby. Irv Smith could be that guy. So, and, and especially if Thielen starts aging a little bit, Irv Smith I think is in for a massive breakout. We all saw Conklin what he did. He's not even on this list, and I would actually. If I'm in a startup, I'm drafting Irv Smith and then I'm drafting Conklin a couple of rounds later. So you have probably both a handful of rounds later. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, Irv Smith, he, I feel like he could be had real cheap. And the, the breakout was obvious. It just happened to Conklin instead of Irv because of the injury. Yeah. I think Irv would have had a massive season. Agreed. Conklin's numbers plus a little more. Yeah, Irv's but... such, a, such a much more athletic player than Conklin. Oh, he, way more athletic. God, give me some other names. I got a bunch. Uh, I'm going to leave out tight end 13 because I think we both like him. And yes, that was uh, going to be one of my guys. <laughs> so I'll, I'll leave that one out. Um, For me, I'm going to go with... Uh, he was on this. Harrison Bryant. He's a guy that all of us r- really like. And, I mean... Yeah, uh, he's I'm the John scared. Mackey Award winner. Best tight end in college. Yeah. And he always just comes out of nowhere. He's always got that one catch, 30 yards, one touchdown. So... So for me, if they were to get rid of Austin Hooper, which they might, they could, and they should because he's Austin making Hooper, big money. Yeah. Hashtag not a good tight end. Uh, for me, he's right. For me, it's just you can tell the difference when Harrison Bryant's on the field with Hooper. Uh, way more athletic, has a little more juice to him, a little more oomph. So Harrison Bryant to me is one. Let me look through Adam Troutman. I really like him. It yep. all depends on who they bring in at head coach who they bring in at quarterback that that's pretty much all that matters. But he, he avoided like three major injuries. It seemed this year. Yeah. I, I feel like there was always like everything on Twitter. Like, Oh, there's an ACL. Oh, there's, there's an Achilles. He also had no. weird target share games of like 23% target share to like seven the next week. It was really odd. His yeah. Usage I, was maddening for a lot of the time I, when he was healthy. And then I'm going to go two more Dan Arnold at Jacksonville. He got a lot of usage. Yep. There when he was healthy, and they bring in Doug Peterson, which we did not mention because uh, Jacksonville screwed up the whole Byron Leftwich thing. And it's, oh. God, Jacksonville, uh, Dan Arnold with, with Doug Peterson there. Doug Peterson used tight ends a lot, and I think he's going to tell Trevor, like, "Hey, he's your best friend. Target him if you need to." Mm-hmm. So I feel like Dan Arnold is going to get a decent amount of targets, and my last one will be Noah Gray, just because. Uh, I mean, in, in picks too, we talked about it. You're only allowed to roster so many players. And I've held on to Noah Gray for so long, despite playing time, just because if Kelsey falls off, they really like Noah Gray there. They drafted yep. him in the sixth round, but that doesn't matter because all the talks is from, like, even from Kelsey saying, Noah Gray's ready. Like, he, he could come in and take my spot now. You hear that. You hear the the kind of mentality, the the good to go. He He can step in. And I feel like if if anything were to help the Kel- happen to Kelsey, Noah Gray in that offense is just going to be a plug and play. So if, if you have room on your roster, Noah Gray should be on your team because, man, if, if you can get him right now for this price and he's even 70% of what Kelsey is, 
his price is going to be yeah. first round plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so go get him now. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a handful of my guys. Now, as most people that listen to this podcast, maybe follow me on Twitter. I, like My knack for dynasty football is the tight end position. I don't know why. It just happens to work out that way. When I'm on players early, like George Kittle and Fryermuth, and I picked up Waller in a ton of leagues for free, Logan Thomas, like whatever reason, Dawson Knox, like tight ends always just work out for me. It's not like I have a special gift. It just happens that way. Now, so, now say the say the first name because we have Josh Trotta in the chat. Say the name. And I just want to tell everybody, I'm going to tell you the trade before. I gave up Aminra St. Brown straight up a month ago for this guy because yep. of my belief in him in this offense. And uh, yeah, let's go. All right. So it's the tight end 13. Now I know that's like, it's right outside the, you know, tight end one range, but it's Cole Komet, 22 years old, 6'6", 262. His nickname is the natural. He got that from the Chicago Bears coaching staff his rookie year. 60 catches. Nothing to sneeze at. Now, the big thing, zero touchdowns. A huge positive regression. Jimmy Graham. Candidate. Yes. Get Jimmy Graham out of there. Cole Komet could be this this 2022's Dawson Knox plus. Yeah. Like I can see Cole Komet with 70 catches, six to seven hundred yards, and six to six to nine. Nice touchdowns. I could I could see double digits with the way this offense wants to play. And Fields targeted him quite a bit uh, yeah. this year. So they have a little bit of a trust thing going there. Love Cole Komet at the tight end 13. Uh, as we scroll down here, you know, one that stuck out to me, a guy that it's one of those deep rosters and pigs too. I have a ton of tight ends. Brevin Jordan from Houston. Now Houston's tight end room was a little bit of a mess. You know, they've had like three or four guys, but Brevin Jordan towards the end of the season, 21 years old. He was my tight end two in this class. I had him above Fryermuth, right behind Pitts. I love Brevin Jordan coming out of Miami, not just because he's a Miami tight end and they're all usually pretty good, but Brevin Jordan is that athletic player. He didn't test as athletic as I think he plays. Um, Cause a lot of people, you know, we didn't have a combine per se, but when he had his pro day, people were like, Oh, that's kind of disappointing. The athleticism that he put on paper didn't match what I saw on tape. So I love Brevin Jordan. You know, he had, I think four touchdowns in his rookie year, which for a tight end, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's really good. Yeah. And you Especially know, this in Houston, especially in Houston with Davis Mills, he's going to be part of the Houston rebuild. And I'm hundred percent certain of that, you know, maybe they build around Mills. I don't know, but Brevin Jordan is going to be a piece on that team for a very long time. So at tight end 22, I absolutely love that. A couple more tight ends for you. Tight end 27, 214 overall, 25 years old, a freak, another university of Miami tight end, David Njoku. He's a free agent. If he goes to the Chargers or if he goes to one of these teams that has an elite quarterback, look out world. Because David Njoku is an awesome football player. He's gotten much better at blocking. He can be on the field on all the downs. Now, he's been sharing time with Hooper and Bryant over the last couple of years. If Njoku gets in a situation where he is the dude, Njoku could jump into the top 10 next year. And I'm confident with that. Um, Right behind him, Donald Parham. If the Chargers don't sign anybody... We all saw the scary injury that he had uh, at the end of the season. Hope he gets right. But we've seen flashes from the 6'8 Donald Parham with Justin Herbert. Get Jared Cook up. That. Get Jared Cook out of the way. You know, you can paint the whole former basketball player narrative, but I really or like just Donald. Cook Cook. Yeah, just let him watch <laughs> from the sideline. You know, he's got a he's got a box of tissues next to him watching Parham succeed. It would be amazing. 
Um, so I like Donald Parham, you know, at tight end 28. And then as we scrape and we go deep, there's a couple names I got for you. One of them is Hunter Long, tight end 38, 232 overall. Out of Boston College, do it all tight end with a great profile. Third round Mike, pick. If Mike Gesicki moves on, draft capital, athleticism, he can do it all, be on the field for all three downs. Hunter Long is a guy that could have a ton. Like he could go from tight end 38 to tight end 15 to 20. I year. loved him. I loved his tape. Like yep. his tape was so good. He is very, very good. And last but not least on this, and I picked this guy up free in a ton of leagues after Robert Tanyan was out for the year, just as a flyer because they didn't have anything else on the depth chart other than Mercedes Lewis, who's my age. Uh, it's Josiah DeGuara. Draft capital, pretty good athleticism. He made some explosive plays for the Packers last year. So at tight end 42, 235 overall, the Packers typically don't go and sign free agent tight ends. They usually are homegrown guys, right? Jermichael Finley, Bubba Franks, Robert Tanyan. They don't spend free agent dollars at the tight end position. Maybe they draft one. I don't know. But if DeGuara goes into the starter next year, like you're only going to increase the value of DeGuara. And you probably picked him up for absolutely. Yeah. And, and if Green Bay does sign anybody, it's uh, Josh in the chat. It's going to be a guy like uh, OJ Howard, who has major upside. He, his athleticism is still there. And he'll be the cheap. Achilles, He's got to be on a prove-it deal. Yep. The Achilles, you know, it was looking very nice. And then Gronk came in and destroyed his value mm-hmm. and came back again, destroyed his value again. So OJ Howard, to me, is he's a sneaky buy because I think he could land somewhere, be a tight end two for a team, maybe even the tight end one. I'm on still a holding him in a couple like leagues. I got him in a throw in with a deal with you. Relevant you again. Him, you threw him in and I was happy with that just to see what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, so that's tight ends. It's not the most interesting position. It's one of the ones that I love the most because I feel it gives me the opportunity to have a find and turn it into the most value. Um, so that's kind of maybe why I focus on tight ends more. I don't know. Um, I just know it's worked out for me. Hopefully it works out for you. Listen to the podcast, take some advice, go and get some of those players that could turn into the next Dawson Knox and sell and then make a profit. It's just like stocks, right? That's what dynasty football is um, for a lot of us. So I did want to give a shout out to Fantasy Points Media Group. Make sure you check out the website and the network of podcasts there. I also want to give a shout out to Trophy Smack, our sponsor. If you still haven't got that trophy for your league, I know, Tyler, I need to send the belt still. I'll get it done soon. Um, I'll clean it first, maybe. Um, go on trophysmack.com, use code DHH ring. If you're buying a trophy, a belt, a grill, any of those things, code DHH ring gets you a $60 free fantasy football ring. Um, then you can just put it in a nice display. Like I still have to get mine that Tyler has, uh, when we won uh, our big league together this year. So yeah, shout out to trophy smack doing awesome things featured on shark tank. Mark Cuban is a partner. What else can I say? They're pretty awesome. And if you're looking for any DHH gear, Viridian global, you can check them out. Dynasty happy hour hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts. You find all that stuff on there. We will be off next week for the Super Bowl, but we will see you in two weeks here on the Dynasty Happy Hour.